What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, exclusively here, as always, on the Casa de Aging Studios channel. I, of course, am your host, the Renegade JJ Williams, and today I'm going to be discussing from 2017, the second installment of the John Wick saga, John Wick Chapter 2, which stars Keanu Reeves, Common, Lawrence Fishburne, Ricardo Scamarcio, Ruby Rose, Bridget Moynihan, John Leguizamo, and Ian McShane. What's up, everybody? Thank you for joining me here once again on another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews. I appreciate you guys continuing to tune in. I know there's a lot of stuff you guys are being presented with this week, with me featuring trilogies on my channel and over on the Jeff Meacham Network, all of his WrestleMania coverage. So I greatly appreciate you guys tuning in, watching these episodes when you can. I understand if it's not your first choice in entertainment and you're watching the WrestleMania coverage, but for those of you that do come over afterwards and watch me on demand, thank you very much. It doesn't go unnoticed, and I do appreciate you guys. Today we're going to continue the John Wick saga, as I said, with John Wick Chapter 2. And as I touched on a little bit yesterday, prior to this viewing of these films to review them, I had never seen any of these films in their entirety. I had seen bits and pieces, I want to say of one and two. One of my roommates really enjoyed the John Wick films and watched them when they first came out. So I'm sure I've seen like little clips of them here and there when he was watching them. But I've never actually sat down and watched them from start to finish like I did in order to review these. Once again, like I said yesterday, let me give a quick shout out to my homie Jamel, co-worker and friend of mine, who during the Christmas exchange last year gifted me the trilogy on DVD. It's how I'm able to watch these in order to review them for you guys. Thank you once again, Jamel, for hooking me up with that. Let's get into the sequel here, shall we? Our movie begins, and John Wick is recovering his Ford Mustang Mach 1 that Yosef had stolen in the previous film from Abram Tarasov. Abram is the brother of Vigo and the uncle of Yosef. John is able to dispatch Abram's men in a violent rampage, and it causes serious heavy damage to the Mustang but he spares Abram under a toast to peace between the two men because Abram at the end of the day had nothing to do with happened to John in the previous installment nothing to do with his car so John is willing to toast to peace between the two men he's killed everybody involved and he's ready to move on with his life John heads home, and he takes the car to Aurelio to see if he can fix it. And Aurelio tells him, you know, it's going gonna, it's gonna to take a lot of work, but he can fix it. When he goes back home, John is visited by Santino D'Antonio, who is a Camorra crime boss. And Santino reminds John that he helped him complete 
the impossible task that Vigo had set upon him, which allowed John to retire and marry Helen. In return for the assistance, John swore to a marker, which is a symbol, an unbreakable vow. Santino presents John with the marker and demands his services, but John declines. Angered by the rejection, Santino destroys John's house later that day. John then takes a trip to the Continental Hotel in New York City, and he seeks out Winston. And if you remember, the Continental Hotel is a safe haven. Nobody is allowed to do business or kill anybody on its premises. Winston reminds John that by rejecting the marker, he is in violation of one of the two unbreakable rules of the underworld. Number one, no killing on continental grounds. And number two, you must honor every marker. So begrudgingly, John accepts the commitment. He goes to meet with Santino. Santino charges John to assassinate his own sister, Santino's sister, named Gianna. Santino wants to take her seat at the high table. The high table is a council of 12 very, very high-level crime bosses. John accepts his mission, and Santino sends Ares, his mute bodyguard, in order to observe the mission and kind of report back to Santino. John travels to Rome, Italy, and he's able to infiltrate Gianna's coronation. He confronts her in a dressing room, and she knows that she's faced with certain death because John Wick is here for her. So Gianna decides to commit suicide via slitting her wrists. And she says she's going to go out her own way. John can't, can't allow that because he's got a marker. He has to do this. So as Gianna is bleeding out in the bathtub, John shoots Gianna in the head, fulfills her, his marker. And as John is leaving, Gianna's bodyguard, Cassian, spots John and attacks him. Cassian realizes why John is there. John Wick is here. He is here to kill Gianna. Cassian's her number one bodyguard, so he's sworn to protect her. He doesn't know the deed's already been killed, accomplished, you know. She's already dead. John's able to escape into the catacombs below the building where he engages with Ares and Santino's henchmen in a spectacular firefight, taking out virtually every single one of the henchmen. And when I say spectacular firefight, I am not joking. This entire scene was just beautifully choreographed and well done, in my opinion. After taking out all the henchmen, John is once again pursued by Cassian. The fight continues into the Rome Continental Hotel. And much like the one in New York, 
no business is allowed to be done on properties. No killing on continental grounds. Wherever there is a continental hotel in the world, no killing on their grounds. So John and Cassian share a drink with each other. And John begins to explain to Cassian why he had to kill Gianna. Cassian understands, you know, there was a marker. He had to fulfill the marker. I respect that. But as Gianna's main bodyguard, Cassian vows revenge on John. He promises to kill John quickly as a professional courtesy. John returns to New York, and Santino takes out a contract on John Wick in the amount of $7 million. This leads to numerous assassins attempting to take John out. All of them are unsuccessful, though. Remember, John is just that good of an assassin. Cassian then tries to take John out in the subway, but John stabs him in his aorta. He tells him, you know, if I pull this out, you're going to bleed out and die. So out of professional courtesy, I'm going to leave it in. So Cassian's future is kind of up in the air. We don't see him die, but we can pretty much assume that he's not going to survive too long. Be curious to see if he pops up again in the trilogy, and if he does, how he was saved. John is badly injured as well, and he seeks assistance from an underground crime boss known as the Bowery King. And the Bowery King orders his men to treat John's injuries and to guide John to an art museum where Santino is holding a gala event. John takes out a horde of henchmen and pursues Santino through an exhibit of the museum. John kills Ares while Santino flees to the Continental, where he intends to remain indefinitely because of the no-killing on Continental grounds policy, which, in my personal opinion, is a very cowardly way to do things. If you're going to try to take this person out, don't run and hide somewhere like that, like a chicken. You know you've got it coming to you, Man up and take it like a man. You had no qualms about putting out a hit on this dude to the tune of $7 million. And the fact that he's killed every single person that's tried to come after him, and now he's coming for you, and you're just going to hide somewhere where no one's allowed to kill on the premises? Excuse me, but that's a bitch move. Despite the numerous warnings from Winston about remember the Continental's policy, no killing on the premises. John shoots and kills Santino in the lounge, breaking the first rule of the Continental Hotel. John flees from the Continental, and he ends up meeting with Winston the following day, where he gets his punishment dished out to him. Winston tells John that per the high table, the contract on John has now been doubled 
So it's $14 million. And it's global. Anybody in the world can pick this up, not just people in the States. As punishment for killing on continental grounds, Winston declares John excommunicado, which terminates all of his access and privileges to the underworld resources. He can't use the Continental Hotel anymore. Any of the stuff that was a privilege of being connected in that world, stripped, gone. You now have your own devices, and that's about it. However, since Winston is a friend of John's, Winston delays John's excommunicado status for one hour in order to give him a head start and provides him with a marker for future use. Before leaving Winston, John tells him to tell every other assassin for the high table that when they try to hunt him, they will be killed by him. John walks off with his dog, the pit bull puppy from the first film. As Winston makes a call, enacting John's status, which will be activated in one hour. As the contract is being activated, cell phones begin to ring all around John, which makes him begin to run as our film becomes to an end. Once again, this film was very, very testosterone-fueled, action-packed, bang, bang, shoot them up, kill people. And I really, really enjoyed, once again, Keanu Reeves in this role. I'm, I'm thoroughly looking forward to closing out the trilogy tomorrow and seeing what John Wick 3 has to offer for me. But these first two films have far exceeded my expectations from what I expected from Keanu Reeves in these films and these roles. When it comes to my ratings for this one, I'm not going to give it four stars because I don't think I enjoyed this one as much as I did the original, but I still feel it was damn good. I'm going to give John Wick Chapter 2 three and a half stars. Again, it was a really, really good movie. There were a couple spots during it where I did kind of lose a little bit of interest. And I started looking at my phone. But for the most part, it was a great continuation to the story. It is a great chapter in this series. And like I said, I'm very, very curious to see where this story is going to go. Now that he is excommunicado, and is no longer able to use the Continental Hotel or some of the other stuff. The biggest question that didn't get answered, in my opinion, I'm curious about seeing how it develops, is Arulio. Arulio has his Mach 1. Is Arulio one of the services that the crime syndicate and the underworld resources that he's now cut off to? And if he is... Is he still allowed to get his car back since it was given to Arulio when he still had the resources and now he doesn't? 
That's one of the big questions that I'm hoping will get answered in John Wick 3. Make sure you get out there on social media. Try to get those hashtags trending for me. Hashtag Casa D18 Studios. Hashtag Renegades Reviews. Hashtag Renegade Returns. And of course, the ever popular hashtag shenanigans. Merchandising. Merchandising? What's that? Merchandising. Come, I'll show you. Merchandising, merchandising, where the real money's made. Make sure you do what that commercial just told you. Go to teespring.com slash stores slash Jeff Meacham Network. Get you all your official merchandise for the Jeff Meacham Network. The logo t-shirts, the Meachamania shirts, the talk wrestling shirts. Get you your official merchandise for the Casa D18 Studios Brotherhood, your renegade J.J. Williams shirt, Stat Boy Sports Bar, Dad's Not Always on Wrestling, and so much more. Tomorrow, when we're back right here on the Casa D18 Studios, with another brand new installment of Renegades Reviews, make sure you tune in as we close out what is the final installment to date of the John Wick series, John Wick Chapter 3, Parabellum. This should be another good one. If it's anything like the last two, I am very, very eager to see where Part 3 goes. And like I said, see if that question about his Mach 1 Mustang gets answered. What do you guys think of John Wick Chapter 2? Let me know. If you're watching the live stream, then leave your comments over here on the side as I'm talking. If you're watching it via on-demand later, leave your thoughts in the comment box below. I will respond to them. Once again, I totally understand if you're watching on-demand and you're paying more attention to the WrestleMania coverage going on over at the Jeff Meacham Network. I totally get it. Don't even trip. Because I know that you guys come and you watch it when you can. And I greatly appreciate each and every one of you for that. Thank you guys for watching. I appreciate each and every one of you. And I will see you guys next time.